21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik. How important persistence is for you? I mean, I think you nailed it. It's uh, it's very important. Persistency is um, is an underrated quality, I think. And uh, and and I think we can we can all get caught up in um, expectations. Expectations are everything is going to go good. Expectation is everything is going to go smooth. Everything is going to go my way. And the truth is, is that that is a unrealistic, um, an unrealistic want. And so, uh, if you if you truly face the fact that things are not going to go your way, that things may. Uh, things may change. And if you're not adaptable and persistent, then, you know, honestly, uh, you're not going to be able to accomplish as much. But but I will say this, honest, um, probably one of the greatest things I've heard in the last couple of months was um, it was a is a mathematical problem for success. And it was blank plus blank equals success, and um, and the two blanks were um, were uh, one of them was persistence, um, and the other one is mistakes. So mistakes plus persistence equals success. And you're gonna you're gonna as long as you understand that, that is the recipe. That's how the math problem goes. Uh, then it's really just a question of going out there, doing your best. When things don't go your way, be persistent and put out, put forth the effort. Any other specific uh, personality traits and mindset that you need to cope with uh, serious business issues and with uh, your company growth? You know, that's a great question, Martin. I I feel like um, I feel like you, in a large part you have to trust your gut. Um, when I started my company in travel, I had exactly zero minutes of experience in selling travel. I had never done it. I didn't I didn't have a clue what to charge for my services. I didn't know how much, you know, business taxes were like, I knew nothing. I just knew that the only thing that I wanted to do with my life was be a tour operator. That was it. And so, um, so being able to um, really just trust, trust your gut and be willing to learn. I think those are, those are just supreme things. And I, and I say trust your gut because it's not even, um, you know, in a large part, what we do is very similar to a lot of companies. The real difference is how we do it. We're very different in how we send people on their on their trips, on their vacations. Um, 
And it's, it's, I, I think I would credit myself with the fact that I never came into this business with any preconceived notions of what the right way was. Um, you know, and, and so I did study what other people were doing, but in the end of the day, we've done a great many things very differently to be able to produce a, in my opinion, better result for our clients. Um, now, some of that result is, is, um, in being able to de-stress or take the stress out of purchasing travel, you know, and that's, maybe one of the smallest slash biggest things that I think that we do competitively very, very well. And, um, you know, to just give you like a, a spotlight on exactly what I'm talking about. Um, basically, every private custom luxury travel company in the world um, has about a four to five to seven day process to be able to get a proposal into somebody's hands. And, um, and then if the client asks for any revisions at all, you, you got another three, four, five days before you get that new information. And so this process goes back and forth until the client is either not going to do a trip um, or is satisfied and actually does this. And ultimately what I looked at and the reason that we wanted to implement changes to make that process better is because I really felt like, um, and, and I can't speak for the world, but the American client is rather stressed. Uh, and, and it's a function of vacations are stressful to plan. Uh, and, and people that are under stress for their life, their work, and then are like, Hey, I want to take a vacation adds to the, all of that stress. And so one of the things that I looked at is I looked at my own personal life and before I was a tour operator. And I looked at the fact that I think I, I think I led a very normal life in the, in the sense that like I worked. And at the end of each year, I took stock of how well I had done and, and, and I had done very well, but I had realized that I hadn't, I hadn't made the effort to spend more time with my family and to really dive deep into uh, taking time away so that I could work um, on myself or work on the business as opposed to in the business. And just just to stress out, you have very short vacations in the States. So, for example, in Italy, you have four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. So that, that's very important for all of our listeners from Europe. They are 95% from States, but they are from Europe as well. Martin, my first job, I worked a year and a half before I earned one week vacation. That's unbelievable. But that's and, just your case in the States. It's and that and that was 80 to 90 hours a week. That was 80 to 90 hours a week for a year and a half. For a year and a half, one week. Right. And and so if you and so think about that process, right? Because I don't think mm. that's uncommon. And so what happens is you end the year with a resolution to take a vacation with your family and spend more time. But the reality is is that the stress of planning it 
means that you are not going to do it immediately as soon as you make this realization. You're going to kick that can down the road a little bit. And so what happens, I think, is you have like January, you know, second or third starts, you go back to work, you're back in grinding mode, and you basically forget about your plan to take a vacation until basically spring break. And then your kid's out of school and you're like, oh my gosh, it's almost summer. Like, and we don't have any plans. And if we don't have any plans, the prices are going to go up. And if the prices go up on the hotels, they're going to go up on the airfare and everything else. And now what I think happens is the stress level has just been building and building and building and building until now. I want you, I want everybody to put themselves in the position of thinking, now I need to wait a week to two weeks that I've taken action on just to get information to see if I'm going to do something. And that is just even more stress. And so what I think a lot of people do is they hit that easy button and they take a cruise, they go somewhere they've been before, and they do something that is really not to the level that they wanted to do something, but because it was it was just easy to plan it quickly and 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 get it off their chest, right? And I'm as guilty of this as anybody I've ever seen. And so I thought about all oh, this whole process and I was like, what could we do to make this process easier? And so what we've what we've done is we've implemented what we're calling five minutes to luxury travel. And we are the only company in the world that if you ask us for a proposal, you'll have it in five minutes. Um, and that afternoon, you and your loved ones can sit there, look it over. You can literally customize it any which way you want to, sign the contract, and then you tell us what days you want to travel and how many people are going with you. It's okay. Like Irresistible offer. Per it's se. very simple. And, and honestly, it shouldn't be this hard. I mean, we have, I think of the last 20 years, the internet, we, I mean, we can buy something and Amazon has it delivered by, you know, within two days, sometimes by 3 p.m. the same day. Why can't we, why can't we buy travel the same way? And, um, you know, that was my thought. And so we, we just made that happen. You are congruent in being so calm. Your website is congruent with that distress in purchasing travel. So if you can go a little bit deeper into, into the business model, how do you make money? You know, ultimately, I just had to realize that we are a logistics company. Um, and travel just happens to be how we express those logistics. Um, so, you know, starting off, every single deal that we did averaged 350 emails uh, start to finish. You know, typically over an eight-month span, 350 emails to various providers all across the board so that we can make one amazing vacation for, you know, a couple or a family. And honestly, that's, you know, absurd, right? The, you, that's unsustainable in the long term. So what we had to do is we had to look at the pieces and the parts of how we accomplish that logistical goal and how can we break it down into more manageable parts. 
such that uh, today for any custom private luxury tour that we do, we can actually do start to finish in under 25 emails. Which is a big difference, right? Um, now it frees up our time to be able to work better on keeping the customers uh, happier, doing more things for them and things like that. Okay, so that that's number one. Talking about uh, ultimately some of the offshoot brands that we have. So we have Travel to Give Back. And, and that's really just a function of, I am uh, deeply motivated to be able to help the world and help others. And so I started a charity over 10 years ago, and it's my mission to be able to create more avenues of profit for charities so that they can do more good for other people. And everyone has a charity that they know, like, and trust. Um, and they probably already support that charity with some financial uh, donation each year. But how can we do something even better than that that doesn't cost our clients a single dollar more? And Travel to Give Back was that answer. And so what we did is we, uh, we basically created a booking engine that allows people to book what we call everyday travel. You know, you're going to a wedding, a funeral, uh, visiting a friend who's having a baby, uh, you know, stuff like that. All you need is basics, a hotel, a flight, a rental car. That's it. So that's what our website allows people to do. And it allows people to do all of those things at the same or better price than they will find everywhere else. We are a direct competitor to Kayak and Priceline and Expedia and Orbitz. We have the same prices for all of that stuff. And in some cases, we have better prices. But ultimately, the big thing that we do is when our clients start an account, they can pick any of 1.3 million charities in the United States, and we will donate a portion of the commissions earned to whatever charity they chose. Um, and so essentially the client now gets to book their everyday travel at zero additional dollars. And because as a function of being a travel professional, we are entitled to a commission for booking, even at the same rates as people can book themselves. Um, and we just decided to share that. And so uh, my goal, as lofty as it is, is by 2035 to be able to donate $1 billion to all the different charities that people pick. And I think that that's a very realistic and achievable number with even really just like one or 2% of the United States uh, using the site occasionally, to be honest. So, so that's, that's our, the second thing. And then the third vertical that we've decided to get into is our entrepreneurial travel club. And, and this idea was uh, a total accident, to be honest, Martin. Um, but I, I had a client of mine who wanted me to put together uh, trips for him and his friends to be able to just hang out and do stuff. And, um, and what, uh, what we ended up realizing was on each of these tours that we did, we had six, eight different entrepreneurs and um, and the light bulb went off when a friend of mine was skiing with me in the French Alps. And he says, you know, I would have never come on this trip if it hadn't also been for the opportunity to have fun and conduct business. And I thought, you know, 
there's probably a lot of opportunity for us to be able to put entrepreneurs together on trips um, and do it in such a way that's tax deductible for their travel um, and uh, create better opportunities for entrepreneurs to deepen their relationships that they have with various providers and different uh, people that they want to work with or already work with. And so, um, so yeah, we, we, we actually have been pairing our services with masterminds um, in the United States to be able to provide a value-added service for every single one of their members that allows for a deeper connection in between the normal masterminds meetings. And, and so it's a, it's a very niche product, uh, but at the same time, it has a tremendous amount of value because um, I, I've been a part of a couple of masterminds and the value in the room is a function of the relationships you make. If you just show up three, four times a year for two for a couple of days and have a couple of conversations, there's really not going to be a lot of benefit. Um, but when you make a concerted effort to really dig into who other people are, um, then you know, you know, the the possibilities are quite honestly endless. So you you'll find a way for for making a recurring service. Yeah. So essentially what we do is we pair, we, we partner with, uh, masterminds, you know, that typically have 50 to hundred or more members. And, uh, we offer a one-time membership fee to the mastermind itself. And then, uh, and then as a function of, uh, like the value add, we create specialized, uh, tours for their members to join or not join. It's really up to them. Uh, they have to pay for their travel um, and uh, on, on, on some of these events. So, you know, for example, with one of our, with one of our masterminds where we put together a golfing event. So just two nights, transportation, golf, dinner, you know, a couple of the nice things. Great. No, no problem. doesn't have to be crazy. Uh, but we're also doing uh, three night events in Cabo San Lucas starting next year, and we're going to do fun activities. So uh, spend a day on a yacht, also drive 600 horsepower uh, Baja trucks on a closed five mile course. Lots of fun. And, and that's the thing, right? What I find is the, the secret sauce is being able to pair an activity with uh, downtime. So there's something excellent to do. You get to cross something off your bucket list. And then you have the downtime to be able to commiserate, uh, chat, you know, relive all those moments with the people that you were there with. And that is what creates a, a cemented uh, opportunity for you to be able to have a good relationship with somebody else that you didn't know two, three days ago. And a lot of distress. Right. Oh, tons. Again, you are congruent. I I don't know if you if you record the video on this, but uh, I get a smile every time I think about going on those Baja trucks. They are a ton of fun. I mean, there are one hundred and twenty thousand dollar machines, and you have full use of a dirt track every single turn is the you know the the wheels are sliding out from under you it's phenomenal so fun
community building process and what do you bring to them? Well, you know, I, I bring to them opportunity, you know, opportunity to be able to share a moment and an experience with others like-minded people. Um, and it, it's really just, um, you know, I can't make people be friends, but I can set the table in such a way that it makes it a lot easier. You know, I can't make people get along, but at the same time, if two people are sharing uh, an experience and they can talk to each other about that experience and that never goes away. So you always can come back to, to you know, that moment and what you did and how it worked and things like that. So um, it, ultimately, I think what I realized, and Martin, you, I'm sure you know this, is you do the most amount of business with the people you know, you like, and you trust. It's as simple as that. And so if you don't ever give yourselves the opportunity to get to know each other or to like each other or to trust each other, then you can't really expect much to happen. Uh, becomes very quid pro quo at that point. You know, if it's just transactional, like, hey, I have this thing and I want this much money for it, like, that's very simple. Everybody has those type of transactions all the time. Um, but, you know, uh, you can even think about something as simple as like going to have a cup of coffee. You can get coffee at Starbucks. You can get coffee at a local place. Ultimately, I'm betting that anybody who's listening to this and has a favorite place to go get coffee has gotten excellent service from somebody behind the counter who is cheerful and nice and says hello and maybe even asks them a question about their life. And next thing you know, it's like now it's like you're going to visit a friend and have a cup of coffee. You're not just going to have a cup of coffee. And so are there any specific risks, for example, inflation or I don't know, war in Ukraine that that could be, God forbid, the third world war or huge. COVID. COVID. <laughs> I mean, COVID was 15 months of zero business. We we couldn't sell. Um, you know, so so maybe this would be a good chance to come back to persistence, right? Um, you know, for 15 months, I could have just sat around and said, well, it'll come back eventually. Um, but the honest truth is, is that like what it allowed me to do was take a step back from what I had been doing day in and day out and identify how we could do things better. And so it's because of COVID that we were able to implement travel to give back. That would not have been possible without COVID happening. Um, the second thing was the five minutes to luxury travel. Like we've been working for over eight months to be able to redo every piece and part of every single tour so that we can make a system that's very simple um, and streamlined for our customers to be able to have that experience. That's not an accident. There are no companies in the world that can do what we're doing right now. Um, and that also would not have been possible had it not been for the time to work on it during COVID. Um, you know, now 
it's kind of stressful because we're working on adding multiple new countries and tours while also honing in our systems as well. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, honestly, uh, just being able to take that time. So, you know, what are the risks? I mean, the risks are that we spent eight months to develop this system and nobody cares. Maybe it's not that stressful to buy travel. That's just my opinion that it is. Um, we're going we're gonna to bear out the facts now that we implement the marketing to be able to put people into those proposals and see if they actually respond and, and like to them, like them. Um, you know, and, and, and I think, I think we've been doing a lot of competitive analysis lately with um, our competitors to understand uh, better about what they do and how well they're doing it. And I, I'm I'm going to take a moment to brag and just say, I think we're doing pretty good um, compared to a lot of our competitors. Uh, we are at a world-class product uh, that is uh, slightly below price that, that they have. And that's because we have some advantages they don't have in terms of being able to offer a better price um, and um, and still have a very high quality product that people can uh, really enjoy. Ultimately, my goal is not to have uh, a price point. It's to have uh, a life memory for my clients. Uh, if you remember your trip fondly, it doesn't really matter how much it was. Uh, that was time well spent, money well spent. Shane in five years. <laughs> so I will say this: um, I have uh, I have actually begun and not finished, uh, but I have been I have begun starting a 100-year plan. So uh, um, I I recently found out about this idea of being able to create something like this. And it really resonated with me because, um, you know, as I think in business and business school, we, we get the training to do the five-year, you know, the 10-year, right? And really, um, really opened my eyes to be able to think about things on a much, much longer timescale. If you're thinking about 100 years, that's beyond your lifespan. So what is what is my legacy going to be um, beyond how much money do I make? But what am I leaving to my son in terms of knowledge or, um, or assets? Or um, what am I going to be able to do to the world? I mean, if we, if, when, not if, when we hit our goal of donating a billion dollars, that's a billion dollars that wasn't in any charities. I mean, that could be the American Heart Association. That could be your local church. That could be a cancer society. You know, what can we do with this extra money, um, you know, that, that really helps people? So, you know, in five years, um, I'm, I'm honestly expecting to be one of the largest uh, international tour operators for private luxury travel. Um, and, uh, and then from there, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to, um, expand what we can do, um, and stratify for different, uh, price points. So I think that we can take our system and implement this with, um, you know, maybe non-luxury tours. Uh, and, and at the same time, I think we can take our system and implement it and ultra luxury tours. 
So, um, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a pretty large spread in terms of, of uh, travel and expenses. And so like one of my favorite questions get, get asked this all the time is how much does it cost to go to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, uh, and the answer is, well, how much money do you want to spend? You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, we can do, uh, we can do Italy for, you know, a couple of thousand dollars, um, or we could do Italy for a couple of hundred thousand dollars. There's really a question of what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? You know, and where do you want to go and how long do you want to be gone? And, and so there is no defined answer on what it costs to do anything. And so I believe what we can do in the next five years is take our system of uh, stratification and be able to offer that to multiple different markets to be able to streamline uh, the stress for everybody. I think so many people worry about the what or the where or the who or the how. And I think the most important question in life is the why. And if you don't know your why or what you're doing things for, then it really doesn't matter what you're doing or how you're doing it or who you're doing it for, because ultimately you don't understand how the machine works to begin with. So uh, you can't build something that changes people's lives if you don't understand why it's important that you do that. Um, and so uh, I thank you. I, I appreciate your, your words. And that's it's really important to me that people understand that we put, I mean, if we put 11 years of thought into every single moment and transact uh, thing that happens on any given trip from the moment you say, I want to buy until after you've come back. There's just so much that adds up to whether or not that's a great trip. You know, I'd say most people don't really think about that. They, they're focused on like, what is this part right now? How does this work? And I'm done. And um, so, and that's okay. You know, honestly, we, we built a system that I believe lets people be in that mode. Uh, we, we call it, taking a vacation from planning a vacation because uh, that, that's important. If anybody is interested in learning more about me, our, our companies, or anything that we're doing, uh, I'd encourage them to check out ShaneMahoney360.com. That is my personal website, shanemahoney360.com. And uh, we'll have all of our information websites. Uh, you can schedule time on my calendar uh, and you can reach out to me directly with uh, anything that you need. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik.